You can listen to episodes of Conversations with Joe earlier than everybody else and completely ad-free on Nebula. When you sign up for Nebula, our creator-owned streaming service, you not only get access to ad-free content from my channel, you also get bonus episodes in my videos and exclusive series not available anywhere else. Sign up for Nebula by clicking the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversations with Joe to support the podcast and get more eye-opening content. I always assume that geothermal is one of these things that you kind of have to be in certain spots for, like Iceland or some volcanic area, but like... Nope. Okay, so your understanding is that anywhere, if you drill down far enough... Anywhere. Because once you get down below a the, the, like the frost line of the the, the earth, like uh-huh. when you get down deep enough, the temperature evens out. So like, at a certain depth, like here in Massachusetts where I live, it's like it's fifty five degrees. It's just always fifty five degrees at a certain depth. <laughs> it like really doesn't change. Okay. So you just have to you just have to drill deep enough, so that you can recover that heat um, to put it into the compressor to make it hotter to heat up your home uh-huh. or to be able to dump the heat from your house in the summertime and air condition it. So it's like, you just have to drill deep enough to get to that temperature range. Matt Farrell is the host of undecided with Matt Farrell and people who follow my channel are probably familiar with him. Uh, we cover a lot of the same topics to the point that I was actually, I was doing a video on a certain new battery technology and I felt the need to put a joke in there that Matt probably beat me to it because he always does. So I just put puppies in my video just to one up him. Um, and I think it worked. I think that was the, that was the clincher. Matt can't compete with puppies. Uh, in fact, I took a month off last year just to kind of have a little break and, and Matt actually stepped in and, and guest hosted a video on my channel while I was away. So um, if you're familiar with my channel, you're probably familiar with Matt. And he did just recently cross the 1 million subscriber mark, which is a huge deal. And I couldn't be happier for him. So being old friends, you know, thought it might be fun to have him on and just talk a little YouTube and other things. So uh, yeah, if, if you're interested in the kind of stuff that, that Matt and I talk about, we talk about those things here. So here we go. I'll stop talking and just jump into my conversation with Matt Farrell. How hard do you have to work to not like have your entire mental health on any given day based on how oh, well man. your videos do? I, that's actually a really good topic. It's like, for me, it's like, it's hard. Health. It's really freaking hard. I don't yeah. think people understand. Like it is, it can be emotionally just grueling and draining. It's like one day you're seeing numbers go up and you're like, I'm on the top of the world. And the mm-hmm. next day the numbers are just in the toilet and you're like, I'm the worst thing ever. And you just feel horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I'm in that, I'm in that space right now where it's kind of like, I'm trying my best to keep that mental health in a good place, but it, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like when you step back and objectively look at it, you're like, that's insane because I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. I have no control from day to day what the algorithm is going to do and who is going to share my stuff with. Um, but it's I've, I think I've gotten now to where maybe if I have a bad day, it doesn't completely send me spiraling or anything. But I will admit if I have a good day, I'm definitely in a better mood, <laughs> yes. you know. The sun is just a little bit shinier. The birds are chirping a little louder, you know. Uh, have you have you found any tactics that help you kind of keep focus, like keep the eye on horizon and not get like distracted by the Oh, like the mental oh, thing? The mental thing. Like have you found tactics that work for you for that? I don't hmm. Well, I'd have to think about that. I think it's just having like how long have you been doing it? It's four over four years now. Four years. So I'm, I'm coming up on eight now. Oh, wow. And I think at a certain point, you do just kind of like, um, 
Okay. And I think also once you get to a million, like you got to a million a couple months ago. Yeah, it was just a few months ago. Just yep. a few months ago. Congrats, yep. by the way. Thank you. Um, welcome to the club. <laughs> the the gold the gold stuff the gold play button club. Um, I don't know. I th I think after a while I kind of got to where it was like you know what, even if a video doesn't do very well, I'm still making enough money on it to pay for itself, and I'm still I'm still okay, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and as after, because this year was rough for me. Really, very rough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, um, and it was weird because it was. <laughs> I've done I've done whole videos about this on my second channel. People are tired of hearing it, but, um, I mean, like at the end of twenty twenty one, and the beginning of twenty twenty two in January, it's just like it's like somebody flipped a switch. I was getting like a third the impressions I was getting before, yeah. and and it, it's pretty much carried out this whole year. Now, October, I think I. I think YouTube decided what they want to promote of mine and it's the mystery content. Okay. Um, Cause I had like three mystery videos in a row and they all just did gangbusters in the last month. So I'm, I'm actually back to some good numbers again, but um, I mean, <laughs> in 2021, if I got 500 subscribers on a day, that was a bad day. Like that would piss me off all day long. Mm -hmm. And for most of this year, that was kind of a good day. So and subscribers yeah. aren't the right metric to look at anyway. But um, I don't know. I think I think you just kind of get to the point when <laughs> you've been doing it for a while and you've got a big enough audience and you know that, like, uh, even if it's not performing well, that you can still sustain yourself and whatnot, that um, you kind of just give up trying. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about stuff that I think is interesting. Yeah. And just, just have fun with it as much as I can. And, and um I think that's the best mental health thing that you can do for me anyway. It was just to kind of let go of it all and just say, I'm just going to have fun. And I think, I think that kind of shines through in the videos too. I think people respond to it a little bit more because I am yep. just like, screw it, just whatever, <laughs> well, people, you know, I've, I've noticed that people can tell when you're talking on a video about whatever the topic is, if you don't come across as caring about it, they know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And those, those videos never do well. Yeah. Me. Like if it's clear that I wasn't completely tuned into it. And you, you don't think you're doing anything any different. Right. Yep. But something. <laughs> People can sniff it out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Do you have earphones in? Yes. Are yeah. they like looped around the back of your ear? Yeah, they go around the back of the ear. They're, they're kind of clear. What are these things? I found them on Amazon for 20 bucks. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at for a while at like getting the, the kind that they actually mold your ear. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the little silicone things, they never fit just right for me. So yeah, I was like, spend a little money on it, but I never did actually do that. Anyway, these, sorry. These, I was like, I was like, I was gonna like say, these, these, these don't sound that great and they don't fit that great. They're good enough. They're, they're good 20 enough. bucks. I'll live with <laughs> but they're also like, trans, I mean, I, you don't notice I'm them. just now noticing them. You know, we're yeah. eight minutes into this thing. Yeah. Whereas I got these Princess Leia cans on the side of my head. I got a question for you. Like, are there topics that, because like you talked about the mystery box kind of videos that you do, how they're mm -hmm. kind of hitting. Are there topics that you used to talk about that you loved talking about that just are a third rail for you now that you just oh. will not go near? The first thing that comes to mind is Elon. Uh, I was, just I was Elon say, in if general. 
if you if you didn't i was going to say that my yeah. my thing would be i don't want to touch elon anymore it's like it's a third rail mm-hmm. it's like oh man i can't i just can't uh have i edited it i have not i um i have a tmi video that i actually just recorded about this um okay so back when elon was first talking about twitter which was april by the way yeah it's been this has been going on that long um yeah, I recorded a TMI video where I just kind of ranted for 25 minutes, and then I never released it. I chickened out, and uh, I've kind of shared it personally with people if they wanted to see it, but I kind of recorded another one that wasn't quite so ranty <laughs> recently. <laughs> but um, you, you're people are he's such a polarizing guy, and mm-hmm. people get so passionate on both sides, loving, loving him or hating him. That it's like you're never reverential enough for the for the culty people, yep. and you're never critical enough for the haters. Yeah. So no matter what you say, it's pissing everybody off. And and I know that there's like this whole Elon bait thing going on where like people just put his picture in any thumbnail, whatever, um, which is gross and stupid. And I wish YouTube would do something about it. But um, yeah, I I just I got into where I just avoid him because there's 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 things that he's been doing that I just can't defend. I used to defend everything that he did. I used to be one of those guys, and I just, I'm not that guy anymore. I, he's just kind of stepped into areas I'm not, I can't support, you know? It's, it's, uh, this is going to be incendiary, but it's, I'll say it anyway. No, it's kind of like we've, we've watched him evolve into the villain. <laughs> he survived like, long I, enough to become the villain. I, was, I would, I would have, I would have defended him like all the time, like in mm-hmm. 2018, 2019. It's like I was a diehard fan of everything he was doing, and I've just slowly watched him descend into madness. And <laughs> it's like, I can't defend some of the stuff he's talking about anymore. And just like you said, it's like, I'll, I'll, there was one time I said something on Twitter about a conspiracy around Tesla. And I was like, come on, mm-hmm. people. And it caused a firestorm on my Twitter. I was getting people, I, you know, obviously people who have no clue who I am, just like yeah. railing on me as some kind of Elon hater, Tesla hater, all this, like that, the oh, Tesla oh, army okay, just, that side, descended, yeah. descended upon me. Yeah. It was like, whoa, it's like, I drive a Tesla. It's like, it's like yeah. I don't think he's, the like the walking devil himself but it's like he has problems we need to acknowledge this i'm i mean to me it's not that hard to be like he deserves credit for some things absolutely but he's he's also a flawed individual you know and and he's got some pretty deep flaws and those flaws are really kind of i don't know they seem to be taken over as far as i'm concerned lately yeah um but i mean there's always been this cadre of people that that hated on him and um, levied pretty unfair things against him yep. or they would hold Tesla to a standard they would never hold any other car company to, you know, and I was always quick to defend him for that kind of thing. Um, and I still I still do. I, ch- I still try to be fair about it because there's still that there's still those people out there that are just like, hate, 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 no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but um I'm definitely not somebody that defends everything anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny because I don't, it's kind of like a, a, a frog in boiling water. It kind of happens slowly over time. But um, some, somebody pointed out something from a, an early, early video where I was pretty Elon culty. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I've, I guess my opinion has shifted quite a bit more yeah. than I realized. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those there are definitely topics like that that I will no longer touch just because it's including almost EVs in general. It's like, I don't really talk about EVs much anymore. Um, 
I don't know if you've noticed this, but there seems to be kind of a a change in sentiment on some of these topics. I just don't want to. It's it's there seems to be a lot more negativity towards electric vehicles than there even was four years ago. You think so? Um, yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's like I notice it on my channel a lot. Like I'll see comments from people like when I talk about EVs, they come out of the woodwork more than they ever used to. I don't know if it's because of the size of my channel or if there's an actual mm. perception change happening out there. I do think that when your channel gets to a certain size, it becomes a target for bots and troll farms and that kind of thing. Um, so okay. it, it might be Old a lot bots. of that. <laughs> Don't get me started on the bots. YouTube is broken, <laughs> by the way. Can I just say that YouTube is completely broken with the imposter bots and the, the spam comments? Oh, the spam comments, uh, the, the replies to other people pretending to be you? Yeah, like oh just God. before we, I got on the call with you right now, I deleted 500 spam bot comments from my most recent video. 500. Mm-hmm contact me on whatsapp you yeah, win the prize yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, come on uh i've tried blocking anything that has whatsapp in it um you can try blocking all those things but um what is the name is, is, the, is the youtube spam killer theo thing? joe theo yeah. joe's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I use that yeah. i do too i wish it was more user friendly you got to go into terminal <laughs> and like, i feel like i'm the movie code. hackers every time i open it up <laughs> i know right I'm always thinking like I'm going to press run wrong button and my whole computer is going to crash because I'm in the, the code or something. But um, I mean, that that helps. But um, no, you're right. It's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And and when they drop the the dislike button or the numbers and the dislike thing, it was explained to me why they did it. And it made some sense. Because there are some people in marginalized communities on on YouTube that get like negativity mm -hmm. bombed and stuff. I get that, um, so I kind of changed my mind on it a little bit. But um, but when they first did that, I was like, "This is not the problem you need to be dealing with. <laughs> yes. Deal with the spam bots, please. My God, it's so bad." Well, I mean, there, there's there's an element of what YouTube, I mean, Google does that's there are dark patterns to their UI design that drive me nuts that mm. they will like hide things instead of fixing the underlying issues with it. So it's like, they've been experimenting with the hiding the, the likes they were experimenting with hiding subscriber counts, view counts. Um, there's one time mm -hmm. that happened and they said, Oh, that was a mistake. And I was like, I don't think that was a mistake. I think they probably did that deliberately to see what would happen. And uh. it kind of blew back. It's, it's to me, it's kind of user hostile. Because the dislike yeah. is important. It's like when I'm viewing a video, it's like seeing that ratio of likes to dislikes. It kind of sends a signal to me as a viewer mm -hmm. what people think about that video. But when you hide that, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of other people say that too. That like it drives that's, me nuts. Yeah, it 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 well it reduces trust in the platform. Yes, because you don't know what you can you know trust and what you can't on there. Yeah, um, and I think well I don't know. Another little beat that I have, I just mentioned the sort of Elon baiting a second ago. I swear to God, I saw one where the thumbnail had him in front of the the, the pyramids of Giza. I guess claiming that he built the pyramids. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but like that that's, I, I could name these. There's a few I could name by name, but maybe I won't go there. But... There, there are these YouTube channels that like, um, I don't know exactly what kind of clickbait this is, but it's, they're, they're saying something that is obviously not true. Correct. 
and it Don't makes lie. you want to click on it just mm-hmm. to see how much they're lying to you out of hate you know but you're but that click works just the same as any other click and there's, yeah i don't i know you don't want to name them i would have no problem naming them but <laughs> there is uh there was one that had elon saying something about he, he how tesla invented some kind of fusion powered like yeah. car and uh-huh. it was like are you are you joking yeah and it's like and <laughs> it's like this doesn't help anybody and it also doesn't help me as a youtuber it's like it just creates this like mm-hmm it casts a shadow on all of us that we're all just clickbait scamming. Yeah. 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 You're right. You know, yeah. People. It's like, it doesn't help any of us. And, and I've noticed legit channels starting to copy that because they fucking have to in order to compete. So, okay. So what do you think about clickbait? Because <laughs> the definition of clickbait depends on the person that you're asking. Uh-huh. Like there are, there are, there are thumbnails and titles I put together that I don't think they're clickbait because it's actually addressed yeah. in the video. Yeah. And then people in the comments will say total clickbait. It's kind of like, wait, what? yeah, people don't. A lot of people confuse what clickbait actually is. But um, I have always said that if you deliver on the promise mm-hmm. in the video, then it's not clickbait. Nobody's going to be mad if you actually deliver what you promise to deliver to them. Um, but if you, you know, say say that the video is about one thing, and then you get in there, and that's not what they're talking about at all, which like in the case of a fusion car, they would have to be talking about something else because that's literally not a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's clickbait. That's the definition. Another another thing that clickbait, uh, another kind of clickbait, I guess, is one that just kind of like leaves. And this is, I've I've engaged in this a little bit, but um, it creates a question in your mind. Like it leaves a big gap between like teasing yeah. and what the actual video is about that makes you be like wait what are they talking about here and then you click on it but again if it's a good video people don't really care um yeah. if it's just crap then they'll be mad but like the um probably the clickbaitiest thing i've ever done and it worked <laughs> <laughs> was um just a while back i did one on limnic eruptions which is like lakes that get saturated with co2 and then that co2 explodes out of it like a like a mentos and diet coke basically right um and it's it's deadly it killed like 1700 people it was like this horrible thing that happened um but if i did a title that said all about limnic eruptions nobody nobody knows what that is you know um so i was making a like actually the intro of it i did i dropped some mentos and no diet coke and i showed the whole thing explode and everything so i was like <laughs> the thumbnail was a lake that had an explosion going off in it and a coke can being held in the foreground and the and the title said and then 1700 people died that's that's genius but it was total clickbait it's it's clickbait but you addressed it in the video you I, talked yeah, about yeah i did i did yeah cuz 1700 people did die right yeah 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 I was I was more afraid that Coke was going to sue me. <laughs> like I'm like I'm claiming that Coke killed a bunch of people. <laughs> but uh luckily that didn't happen. Um but it worked really well and I you know what? I'm it w- it was also a really good video. Like you know how some videos you just like more than others. Mm. That was one that I was like, okay, I really like this one. I think it works. And so I don't really mind clickbaiting them so much because I really want people to see it. So if I have to be a little gross, I will. But but if it's just like a video that's just kind of like a okay I needed to talk about this thing and I'm not like you mentioned earlier I'm not really all that into it but I just, you know wanted to cover it 
yeah the the clickbait thing is something i've i dance on that line on most of my videos yeah. and sometimes i drift over it and i'm okay with it because <laughs> it works yeah but it's also like we take the blame as like you're clickbaiting us and it's like yeah but did you enjoy the video it's kind of like my response of if you like the video then it yeah what's, what's the problem yeah I mean, I mean, people are going to complain about anything. And so some, some people get especially angry about that, but yeah. have you dipped into shorts at all? No. And I wanted to talk to you about what you did that 30 day <laughs> experiment you did in your channel. I was like, watch that TMI video of yours. And I was like doing a slow clap saying, thank you, sir, for doing this experiment. Oh. Because so <laughs> I've been wanting to do shorts, but it's like, I didn't know where to start. And I was like, oh, well, Joe just showed me what not to do. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, the irony, and I need to follow up on that a little bit because, um, as I mentioned, I did that in September, and it was the worst month of my entire year by far. Yeah. Horrible month, uh, analytics-wise. But October blew up. Really? So, I'm still just like... cause and effect between those two things? I don't know if it was a delayed reaction or what. No, I will say that the the shorts didn't blow up. The The shorts that I posted in September didn't, like suddenly take off although i've heard of that happening mm -hmm. apparently that's it's happens all the time that a short might take three months and then suddenly it's just everywhere you know so i guess it could still happen but um i don't know it, it there's a few things to be fair um it started getting colder so i think people are going inside maybe watching more youtube so it might just be a seasonal thing mm -hmm. um i was doing i did have a, a few good like mystery videos in a row and those are always doing well. Um, so it might have been that, but it also might have been a delayed reaction from from the shorts thing. I, I really don't know. It, it it was enough to make me go, okay, I guess I'll keep posting some shorts, but I'm going to do it differently than I did in September. So so I am doing like bespoke shorts now. Like I'm not just clipping yeah. out stuff from, from regular videos. So like when I record my videos now, um, I record the video for YouTube, for the Answers with Joe channel. I do a TMI that's like an extra thoughts on that where maybe it's why I picked this topic, maybe it's something that got cut out or just riffing a little bit because it's kind of unscripted. And then I'll record like three or four short nuggets just of things from the video that I thought were interesting enough to include in a one minute thing. Right. And then we post those on TikTok and Reels and, and Shorts and everything. So it's it's a whole, like I, I wind up recording a lot <laughs> when I finally sit down and record. It's a whole thing. Well, it's, it ties back to the mental health thing we talked about in the beginning. It's like, how are you, how are you, how are you managing that? Cause like, for me, it's like, I feel like I'm barely treading water and I want to do shorts, but I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, just layering on that one more thing feels like that's going to be the thing that makes me like scream and cry uncle and, and quit. <laughs> so what's your shooting schedule like? Do you do you just kind of like record whenever it's time to record when you when you have the script ready? Or do you have like a certain day that you sit down and like, okay, today's a recording day? Uh, for me, it's Tuesdays are recording days. Every every so, Tuesday? Every Tuesday. I, tr I try to get into a schedule where I'm doing it every other Tuesday, but I fell out of rhythm and so I'm uh -huh. doing it every Tuesday right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so mine turns out to be Friday. It's kind of where I've landed. Um, but the the... Um, schedule. What am I trying to say? The anyway, <laughs> there's a better word for it. Um, I'm trying right now to shoot three videos every two weeks so that I can like always try to get a little bit ahead. You know, right? right. So like 
doing two videos a week is too hard. I tried that. It was too much. Uh, one video a week I can do, but then you're just like always on a deadline and it's just like this hamster wheel, you know, you get no downtime. Um, but I start, I was like, Hey, what if I do three videos every two weeks? And I was like working on three videos a day, like set aside an hour on this video, an hour on that video, an hour on that video, just kind of like, just get a little bit, a little bit done at a time. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that Friday comes around or after two weeks, it's a whole day of recording pretty much. Um, and, and like, sometimes I don't get started till noon or one. And then it's like, it's going way too late, but, um, that's a pretty good cadence for me Okay. to get, to get three every two weeks. It's, it's, it's manageable. Um, especially when one of them is like that lightning round video, cause it's a lot less scripted and it's a lot less researched. It's, I can bang those out a little bit easier, which is kind of the whole point, but mm-hmm. it's also a way for me to like, well, first of all, to you know, reward the, the Patreon supporters. And that's, that's like a Patreon perk. So I want to give them a little something there, but also uh, I can test out topics. And if people like the three or four minutes I did on that topic, then, okay, well, I can do a whole video on that later, you know? Right. So it's a testing ground, but anyway, so, so like those, those make it a little bit easier to, to keep that, that schedule up, but that's kind of where I've landed. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get into a better schedule, a better rhythm. Cause it's, it ties back to that whole mental health thing of mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on that hamster wheel of doom that I just can't get off of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, everybody kind of has to find their own, their own cadence on that. Us, us weekly guys, it's, it can be, it can be a lot of drudgery. And then when you have lots of stuff going on in your life, it complicates things so fast. Any like, little one thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It feels like there's a ton of stuff going on right now for me specifically, where it's just like everything's kind of happening at once. So this end of the year, I cannot wait for it to be over. <laughs> it's like I cannot wait to get past the next couple of months. Yeah. Why do you have like some time off coming or? Uh, no, well, my parents are moving. Uh, they're retired. They're 80 years old. They're moving into a retirement community. Mm. So I've been helping them with that. And then I'm building a new house and yeah, I was going to ask about that. That is stressful beyond all get out. I can't imagine. Um, yeah. No, I've never done. I mean, just, just renovations on our house have been. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, do you want to talk about it? I'd love to hear it. Cause uh, you're doing like a net zero thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a whole factory built home, which has been fascinating. I feel like I'm kind of eating my own dog food in a way. It's like, it's like, I talk about all this <laughs> stuff all the time and I got so excited about it. I was like, you know what? I want to do this for myself. Convince my wife. God bless her to go mm. along with this. And so <laughs> we're building this net zero home. That's this factory built home from a company called Unity Homes. Um, I, I'm super excited about it. Like we're going all out. Like it's going to have a geothermal uh, heating and cooling system. It's going to be passive house level quality yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for performance. It's going to have, of course, tons of solar. I'm getting a massive solar system installed on it, trying to hit that net zero target. Mm-hmm. Um, really exciting very expensive and incredibly stressful because it's it's been we started this two years ago this whole process two years ago yeah. and it's just like on-site construction literally is going on right now they're finally getting pouring the foundation this week two years to oh get to this oh wow okay yeah <laughs> uh is it a lot of like getting permits together and it was the right contractors for that type of building <laughs> it was it was a little bit of that but it was mostly um matt farrell has horrible timing <laughs> hello pandemic you know hello oh, yeah, yeah. uh 
supply chain issues, uh, companies saying, yeah, well, this would usually be six months, but it's now like nine months to a year, um, a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. Where I'm building is very persnickety. They, they, the permit process where I'm building is very mm. specific, mm -hmm. would be the kind of way to put it. Um, it's slowed things down. So it's like just the whole, like, just the, it's like a logistical nightmare of pulling it all together. And my builder told me, uh, the local builder told me, she said, when this whole process is going to feel like it's nothing is happening, and then suddenly it's going to feel like everything is happening too fast. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, we're about to hit that point right now because uh -huh. the foundation is getting forward. And then as soon as the house starts to go up, it's probably going to feel like, oh, my God, slow this down. It's out of control. I'd much rather be in that part than this yeah. slow drudgery of the past two years. It's been very slow going. But it's it's happening at the same time as everything else, which is very chaotic. Well, I'm curious about the geothermal part of it. How does that work? Like, are you actually like drilling down? Yeah. <laughs> like, how far do they drill down to the magma? Yeah. Uh, for, for the performance level of my house, they only have to drill one well, and it's going to go down 350 feet. So they're drilling 350 feet, and it will have one loop that goes down and back up again, and that's it. If and my that house gets wasn't... hot enough down there for? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like d depending on the efficiency of the home, it might have had to be two wells, or if it was a larger house, it might need to be two or three wells of that depth, you know, uh -huh. but it's like, I only need one well drilled, which is going to be happening. I think the first week of December, they're going to be drilling it. As always, this episode is supported by curiosity stream. So Matt and I are talking about home energy solutions and stuff. Uh, maybe you want to know more about electricity and how we got to where we are with electricity, how it became such a big part of our world. Well, for that, I might recommend the show juice. How Electricity Explains the World on CuriosityStream. Juice follows the history of electricity from our earliest experiments, just kind of trying to figure out what it is to the point where we can now store it in a device that allows you to hear my voice right now. Uh, it's a fascinating story, and it really does kind of explain why the world is the way it is today. Of course, it's just one of thousands of documentary titles from award-winning filmmakers from all around the world on subjects as wide-ranging as astronomy, history, space travel, art, food, the list keeps going, as well as Curiosity Stream original series from the likes of Nick Uhouse and other science communicators. It's, it, it's just the best streaming platform uh, for documentaries on the planet. Let's just put it that way. And even better is that when you sign up at curiositystream.com slash joescottpod, you'll get access to Nebula. That's a streaming service I'm a part of, as well as many of your other favorite science YouTubers. It's, it's pretty much just a curated service that streams all your favorite YouTubers ad-free. Uh, and you can also see things earlier than everybody else, so uh, you wouldn't be hearing this ad if, I was, if you were watching it on, on Nebula, this ad I'm doing right now. It'd be out, so... Yeah, it's also got original series that you can't find anywhere else, like my Mysteries of the Human Body series and my Forgotten Atrocities series. Plus, they just added Nebula classes, so there's, there's always something new going on there. It's a great little service, and I'm proud to be a part of it. So, yeah, again, if you want to get both streaming services, you can go to curiositystream.com slash joescottpod. You'll get them both for 26% off, making a grand total of $14.79 for an entire year for two streaming services. I mean, literally with just that, you'll never run out of interesting stuff to watch. So one more time, go check it out. It's curiositystream.com slash joescottpod. And thanks to CuriosityStream for supporting this episode. Now back to Matt. Yeah. Okay, so, so okay. Sorry, this is actually very interesting to me. Um, I always assume that geothermal is one of these things that you kind of have to be in certain spots for, like Iceland or some volcanic area. But like... Nope. Are, okay, so your understanding is that anywhere, if you drill anywhere. down far enough... Anywhere, because once you get down below a the, the, like the frost line of the the, the earth, like uh -huh. when you get down deep enough, the temperature evens out. So like, 
a certain depth like here in massachusetts where i live it's like it's 55 degrees it's just always 55 degrees at a certain depth <laughs> it like really doesn't change okay. so you just have to you just have to drill deep enough so that you can recover that heat um to put it into the compressor to make it hotter to heat up your home uh -huh. or to be able to dump the heat from your house in the summertime and air condition it so it's like you just have to drill deep enough to get to that temperature range it's can be done anywhere you can also do horizontal loops so instead of drilling down you basically just go down like six feet or eight feet depending on where you live uh -huh. and then just do these coils horizontally and then just backfill over it so it's like there's so, diff different ways you can do it are those filled with water or is it like some kind yeah. of um... it's it's not it's not pure water but it's like it's some kind of like mix like it's i can't remember what they what's in it but it's like a yeah it's got different things in it that are, it's beyond water to make it work and and not like freeze up and seize because yeah yeah, yeah. You, you don't want that so yeah but, but it's yeah. not like ammonia or something like that with like oh, a, God, a really no. low or high boiling point or whatever no <sighs> i'm so confused <laughs> 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 like like how do they get enough energy out of it if it's only 55 degrees to well it's because of heat pumps it's the way the beauty of heat pumps is that it's the way the compression system works is you compress something it gets hotter yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. so you compress so, it and send it down. Well, no, you're, you're, you're sending the liquid down. It turns to 55 degrees. It's, it's getting, people are screaming at me right now, listening yeah. to this, like, Joe, why did I hit you figure this out? <laughs> and, then, and then it comes back up, comes into the house, into the, the, the system where a compressor then comp takes that heat, compresses it and makes it, okay. it, it the liquid. It basically turns, it, it compresses it, which makes it hotter, takes that heat and uses that. So it's like you can take it from 55 degrees up to 80 and then okay okay if that okay. makes sense so this is for heating the house for heating the house but it's also going to give me hot water too yeah 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 okay 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 i think in my head as somebody who is down south heating is not as much of an issue <laughs> <laughs> um although yeah, i mean like it's it been is. pretty chilly the last few days here for for texas anyway and so we, uh, my wife and I traveled to Vermont, um, yeah, a few weeks ago. Actually, we saw the leaves turn. Little leaf peeping. Yeah, we saw some leaf peeping. Um, yeah. Got a little bit lost in a national park, but anyway. Um, so, so yeah, for for anybody who wants to go hiking in Vermont, when all the leaves are falling, the leaves cover the trails, and you yeah. you can't find the trails anymore and we thought we were going to die anyway um <laughs> but no well, like we went up there and we were staying at this you know airbnb or whatever and um and it was nice and toasty i mean it was pretty it was pretty cold outside but the the room was like really we were like amazed at how comfortable mm -hmm. the room was and and then we get here and it's it's in the 40s which isn't even that cold but like last night i was just I could not warm up it was just so cold in this house so is, is it because your house isn't well insulated for temperatures like that? I, people are going to tell me I'm wrong about this. It's, uh -oh. I think it's insulated well for heat. Like we got, we got all the insulation in the attic and stuff to keep the heat from, from getting in from the, from the roof and whatnot. But, um, I, like, I want to blame it on the windows, but we got brand new windows not too long ago and they're, you know, double, triple paned and all that. So it, it shouldn't be that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think that houses here are not built for for cold. Yeah. Well, there's there's different I, standards they build them to. Yeah. Like the house I'm building, the walls are going to be about a foot, a little over a foot thick, 
So, yeah, they're big walls. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be well, able to withstand the ice age or the the heat wave. It's like I'll be able to withstand <laughs> it all. So, what 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 have been the biggest hurdles and headaches for from building like this? Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest headaches. Pandemic is, aside, I guess. Yeah, the one of the biggest headaches is me. Um, <laughs> this is way to put it. And your wife would uh, agree, but uh, yes, no, it, it's it's. I'm very picky on what I want in this house, but beyond that, as a YouTuber, <laughs> I have access to things that a regular person would be like. I'm getting a geothermal system, and there's a yeah. company that I'm working with that is because I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> oh, so they're kind of like it's like sponsored a little bit. Or? It, it's going to be a little bit sponsored. They're providing some of the equipment. That's cool. Um, for it, and so it's like that complicated things because I couldn't use my general contractor's usual guy that does oh. the stuff. It had to be somebody else. And so it's like, okay, this is somebody this person never worked with and communication breakdowns. And then also the factory build with unity to my local contractor, the communication has been kind of wonky there too. So it's like, I've just made choices of like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like making sure everybody's talking to each other has been the biggest struggle in all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I finally got solar on my roof. And do you like it? I like it, yeah. Um, uh, well, where I was going to say was, like, it, it took nine months of permit wrangling Yeah. to get it up, which I didn't – nobody told me that was going to be a thing. Um, the, the, the people who did it – it was a friend of mine's company, or she works for this company, uh, an old friend of mine from college – or from, from high school, actually. Shoot, no, I've known her since, like, first grade. Um. But anyway, she works for the solar company. And so when it came time to choose, I was like, I could go with them or I could go with like Tesla. And I was, I was like, well, I'm going to go with them. First of all, I'm helping out a friend. Second of all, I have access to somebody if something goes wrong and it's not like some big faceless company kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought it might go a little bit faster. And I'd heard about like delays on Tesla stuff. But anyway, um, for the most part, it went, it went well, but there, there was sort of like a, you know, we're going to get some, can I get some permits done? But you know, they just kind of like blew past it. Like it was just this thing that was going to have to happen. And it sat there for nine months waiting for the mm. permits to come in. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And like they would, the, the permit guy at the city would ask for some tiny little change or, or ask for a clarification and a blah, blah, blah. And, and I've got a battery backup. I think maybe they didn't really understand the battery backup part or something. And so yeah, they would ask for some change and they would make the change and it was another like six weeks for them to get around to look at it again. They would request another change and they'd make another change. Another six weeks would go by and it was just like maddening. Um, but no, they finally got it up and I immediately became a kilowatt Nazi in the yeah. house. Um, I, I may have talked about it in the video somewhere, but just the fact that like you have an app and you can see how much you're yeah. pulling from the from the solar, how much you're pulling from the grid, how much you're consuming at that time. I mean, just, just having that knowledge, I never had any idea how much my car was pulling. It's Yeah, it's terrifying when you see it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, okay. And, you know, like the, the dryer or whatever. It's, it's actually kind of fun. You're like, oh, I'm going to turn on the hot water kettle. And so, oh, look at that. Um, but um, I guess last month, yeah, I think last month was the first month that I uh, that we produced more than we consumed. Nice. And uh, it also like it got installed in June, so like June, July, and August, just hundred degree temperature. And this was a, an especially brutal summer. So the whole time, I'm just like, I'm still like, 
I'm still going to be paying a lot of money for my, my electricity. Not a lot of money, but I was like really hoping that it would just go down to nothing. You know, that's the point. But during the hottest month, it's clearly not going to do it. But, uh, but October, yeah, we, we actually produced more. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's exciting. That's funny. Yours got profitable for you in October. And that's when mine starts to become unprofitable. Like when I go into the wintertime. Because the sun? The sun gets so low in the sky. Mm. Like it's not like seven hours of sun. It's three hours of sun of prime stuff yeah. happening. So it's kind of like the amount of production goes way down. Well, it might be happening to me right now. Um, it hasn't been. It's been a lot cloudier this month in November. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like the fact that it took you nine months for the permitting and our differences in what we're seeing and how it works it just goes to show like anybody that says you absolutely can go solar doesn't know what they're talking about. And if somebody says solar is a scam and you shouldn't do it, they don't know what they're talking about oh. because it's it's so <laughs> specific to the person and the location yeah. and everything that you're trying to do. Like for, for me, my permitting wasn't a big deal. The problem for me was the electric company. Like my panels hmm. were installed. It was ready to turn on. All I had to do is flip the switch on the outside of the house, but I couldn't do it because the electric company had to come out, basically just kind of look at it and go, Yep. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to turn it on. And it, it took them like six weeks just to come out and yeah. say, yeah, it's, it's, I had this solar panel system. I was just super eager to turn on and couldn't because just some schmo had to drive out yeah. in his truck, take two minutes to look at it and then drive off and say, you can do it. Frustrating. The one hang up we did have in the installation was um, they... Uh, they had, you know, they, they had to turn off the heat, the electricity to the house for a minute, you know, while they were, you know, setting it all up and everything. But um, they they had to get the city guy to come out and do like what you just said. He had to come out and do this mm -hmm. for them to switch it all over. Um, thankfully, we didn't have to wait six weeks. But whatever the situation was, and it, I'm I'm forgetting some of the details now. But um, they couldn't turn the power back on for like a full day until the guy could come out and do that and, and and it was literally like they they finished and were ready for him at like 4:55 and he had already checked out for the day <laughs> oh my god and so we had to stay the, and this was in the middle of the summer so we had to stay a night at a hotel and board the dogs and everything and throw away half of the food in the fridge when we got back in there and that was i remember that that wasn't fun <laughs> <laughs> but um in hindsight, it's kind of like, all right, it happened. Here we are. We're fine. But it almost sounds like we're saying, don't go solar. Listen to these nightmares. But it's like, yeah, well, it's, it's temporary expectations. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy with it since it got up. Um, we've had a few power outages in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the battery backup is is awesome. Having that there, it's such a peace of mind. It's a slippery slope, though. It's like once you, it's kind of like getting an EV. It's like once you get solar and you start paying attention to like the how much energy you're using, how much you're uh, generating, and understanding where everything is going, you want to know even more. At least I mm -hmm. did. So that's like where I started getting things installed into my my electric panel, so I could tell exactly where in the house what was using that energy, not just oh. my my house was using a kilowatt. It's like it was like okay, what in the house is using a kilowatt? It's like I wanted to know everything, so I could really start to like kill those things that don't need the power. It's yeah. like oh my god, we're wasting so much power in this dehumidifier. Do we need that dehumidifier? Morning <laughs> all the time. So it was like stuff like that that I started focusing in on. It's it's a slippery slope into insanity, but. Honey, does, does your mom really need that oxygen tank? <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, there's oxygen in the air, so. <laughs> it's it's 50 watts. I mean, yeah, come on, I mean, we can yeah. say 50 watts. Dialysis machine. <laughs> A little urea in the blood is no big deal. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten that crazy about it. I've, well, I've managed to not go Hopefully you don't. Hopefully. It may just be my OCD. That's, well, it may just be me. It's, it's an amplifier <laughs> of the OCD. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> It, but it, but it is really interesting, uh, watching it go up and down. And, and like when I was out of town, I could I could tell when the sun was out, and when it wasn't. I don't know. It, it's it's very it's very neat. Maybe mm-hmm. I've, maybe I've chilled out about it a little bit since then. But I used to just check it all the time. Yeah. It's just yeah. But I, but I really think like if everybody solar or not, if everybody had access to like a smart home uh, or a smart panel that could tell you what's how much energy you're pulling and stuff like just having that real-time data as opposed to getting a bill at the end of the month and oh yeah we we use more electricity this month i wonder what happened you know yeah it's it's helpful well it's sounds it sounds like i'm making a bad pun but with knowledge comes power (laughs) sorry (laughs) see what i did bad puns what do you know about that (laughs) i don't don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm i'm a big fan of uh all of that stuff like in the new house i'm getting a, a span electric panel which i actually have in this house too but it's mm. like it gives you detailed views of everything that's going on in the house and then of course you can tie it into other features of your house so it can turn specific circuits on and off if something is happening so if the power goes oh, out okay you know the power goes out in your neighborhood if you want to make ensure that your battery lasts as long as possible it can automatically turn off circuits that really aren't that important mm-hmm. so it can start to dial things back and if the battery gets to 50%, it can turn off more circuits. And so it's like it can automatically take care of things to really eke out all that battery storage for you. Yeah. So it's like it's it's stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I guess well, I'm a su- super geek. <laughs> I've been wanting to, well, I just need to pony up the dough for it, I guess. Because the, the battery backup we got was a Generac power cell. Yep. Um, and it holds nine modules. And we've, no, six, mo- wait, no, nine. <laughs> nine um we've got it half full right now basically mm-hmm. um no it's six modules there's three in there right now i'm an idiot but anyway like uh, fully stacked out it's like one and a half tesla walls um or power walls um and it's only half full right now so it gives me about six or seven eighths or so hours of uh, off-grid stuff if i need it right I've been wanting to f- just pack it and put as much of it in there as possible. And then just kind of, I don't know if this is a way that there's a setting for this or anything. I guess I can figure it out, but uh, have it use that every day down to maybe about 50% and just like reduce the amount of pulling from the grid that I'm doing. Cause I really want it to be as, as net zero as possible or, right. you know, um, but, and I feel like if, if you could, if you could stack that thing out, and in the evenings use about six hours of it and then only use like grid power for a few hours out of the day before the sun comes back up again. Um, that's what I'm going for. There's yeah. gotta be a setting in there. Cause yeah. there's, a, there's a setting in the, like I have the power wall. There's settings for that exact kind of thing. Like in basically app? Max, maximize my power, my, uh, my money, like save me the most money. Oh, it's like, okay. there's like literally a setting to kind of do that for you. Or, you know, there's different ways to configure it so that you can dial it in. I, there has to be a way to do it on this, but it's not in the app. I can tell you that because <laughs> I, I looked for it. 
Um, but I got to get those batteries in there before I can even do that anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Home stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm obsessed with this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like I, I don't know if this is how you come about your topics on your channel, but like something catches your eye, you just start picking at it, you start le leaning into it just because you're interested in it, mm -hmm. and then you're like, I'm gonna make a video out of this. Yeah, is pretty that much. literally what it is? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not so much, I'm really not a technical person. I don't like tinkering. I am not a tinkerer. That's why I have Apple everything. I, I don't want to have to like figure stuff out. Um, I think the older I get, the less interested I am in figuring stuff out. I just want it to work so I can do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I it wouldn't, like I, I do run across topics, but it's usually through consuming stuff or from researching one topic, I run across some little nugget and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And then I kind of chase that down later. Um, but, uh, it's not so much like, Oh, I'm tinkering with home stuff. And I, you know, I find this really interesting and I want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm, that's not, those aren't rabbit holes I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think, I think we had a conversation one time when I was trying to figure out how to sort of automate my AC system. Yeah, your Ecobee that you had. Yeah. Oh my God, that thing. Yeah, you hate it. <laughs> I don't have it now. We had to, uh, my, my AC just kind of like went out. This was about a year ago or so. So we finally got a dual zone AC unit put in here um, because it's an upstairs, downstairs. Um, but yeah, before it was, it was the thing that drove me the most crazy about the Ecobee. How much am I going to rant here? Um, cause they had these little sensors that you can put in every room. So it knows exactly what the temperature is in every room. And, and I was like, surely you can set it up so that at certain times of the day, it would just focus on that room and make sure that that room is the temperature that you want it to be. Cause that's where you're working or whatever. It seems like because there's motion sensors in there, it would be able to know what room you're in and mm -hmm. just, and just, you know, do that. Like, it seems like that would be something that should be, it, it should be able to do, but but it, it, it would always like average out the rooms, which kind of leaves you right back where you started. So what's the point of these sensors at all? <laughs> you know? It, it works well if your system is somewhat balanced. If you have a somewhat good balanced system, it works fairly well. Okay. But you, I remember you, you like the upstairs, downstairs temperature variation was like pretty drastic. From yeah. what, I remember yeah. you telling me. And it's we like, only had a thermostat yeah. downstairs. So you had to like go downstairs and tweak it down there to get it to where it was, yeah. you know, comfortable upstairs. And, oh, it was a nightmare. Um, what we've got now is a lot better just because there's an up and downstairs and I can control them independently. And it's a Daikin, in case you're curious. Never heard of that. I think it's called Daikin. Yeah. It's, it, it came with the system, so... I'm I'm in the same boat that you are. I'm a I am a tinkerer. I like doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the older I get, the less I want to do that. It's like I just want stuff to work. As it's like I feel like an old man. It's like uh -huh. I'm all Apple too. It's like I want a smart home in my new house, but it's like I am going Apple HomeKit. I don't want to like screw with things that are like uh, why is this not working? I don't want to troubleshoot that stuff anymore. I just want to plug it in, make it work, mm -hmm. and walk away and never deal with it again. It's like. Yeah, I'm, 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 in that, I'm in that camp now. I, I, so, yeah, I'm 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 in grandpa mode now, where it's like when the computer doesn't do what I want, it's just like, would somebody come fix this for me? 
like I, uh, there's actually a part of me it's like would it be worth it to just kind of hire somebody as part of like the channel team that's just like my tinkerer it's just like my guy to come in and fix this technical bs that i just don't have the time or competence to deal with you know i love that you're not a tinkerer and you're a youtuber which means you have to be a tinkerer because all the equipment that we use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the, the setups that we use so okay so perfect example i switched over to a black magic studio 4k okay. camera um and it's a neat little camera it's pretty great and i have it going through an a10 mini pro over here but for some reason and i can't figure it out no th internet thread that i've been able to find has said anything about this but when we when we uh record it and we go into edit there's like a one pixel line on one side on the left side of the video uh -huh. that's like reflecting what's going on on the other side so like if i'm moving my hand over here and it goes out of the frame you can see it moving on this other side in that one little sliver what I cannot figure out what's causing it. I can't figure out if it's the camera, if it's the ATEM, if it's the computer, if it's Ecamm Live. I've experimented with all these different things. I can't figure it out. So all we know to do is before we edit, we go in and we make it 101% of the scale in Premiere. Make it we, go away. We adjust the scale to 101% to make that one pixel line go away. Yep. So it's all these Band-Aids. You yeah. know, and, and and it's 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 maddening to me because I just I don't have the I don't have a full day to sit here and figure out how to get rid of that one little pixel line, you know, and and I go online and I search and I ask questions and I I know other creators and I'm like, does anybody else use this? Has anybody else seen this? Nobody knows what I'm talking about, and I'm just like, I don't know. I give up. <laughs> I give up. So, I get the old man attitude of not wanting to deal with that stuff. Yeah, I really do. I'm one of those people at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it happens yes it's called getting older i guess i don't know i i feel like i, I almost did a, a rant on tmi about this but like if, i feel like once upon a time and this might have even been like pre my day but like if, if you bought a refrigerator from sears or something something went wrong with it you could call up a technician guy and he would come out and fix it right mm-hmm Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore no like for anything like you this stuff like uh, uh black magic it's all this black magic stuff that i have here there's nobody you can just call <laughs> and say like can you fix this i've got this problem i'm running a, a a big youtube channel off of it and i need this to work and it's doing this weird thing it's all like internet threads and like find find the solution yourself everything is find the solution yourself and, and I, I call it micro frustrations, mm -hmm. you know, like the, like life, I feel like modern life is just filled with micro frustrations of just little things that just don't quite work right. And there's no solution for it and there's nobody to help you and you're on your own. Yeah. Is it just me? No, it's not just you. Okay. I mean, my previous, <laughs> my, my previous life, I was a user experience designer and it was like, there's never in a user experience design for software. There's never one thing. There's not like one thing in your software that just really ticks users off. It's like a mm -hmm. hundred little things that will tick your users off. It's a death by a thousand cuts. Mm -hmm. so it's like mm -hmm. you're describing a death by a thousand cuts. It's like there's yeah. all these like little things that just get under your skin and make you want to like 
lose your mind a little bit. And those just build up over time. And in my studio, I'm the same thing. It's like, I got so many things in my studio that make me so angry, but it's like, I don't have the time to fix it. So I just work around it. What I wind up doing, this is almost become a yearly tradition at this point where like at the end of the year, especially if I'm able to get ahead on videos a little bit, which I try to do at the end of the year because of the holidays and everything, you know, you kind of, you kind of pulled away from things. You, you have to be, um, and it's good to take some time. But anyway, um, yeah, at the end of every year, pretty much I like redo everything. It's not, let's go through and fix it. It's just, just get a new damn computer. Just get a new camera. Just get all the stuff. Sell the old crap. <laughs> and just try again. You wipe, you wipe the slate clean and just go fresh? Kind of, yeah. Oh, that's a, I like that. I might have to start doing that. Well, it also means I've got to actually clean all this crap up. Um, I, I Yeah, I just, I, I try to take a couple of weeks and just like clean up the room, rearrange kind of get a new setup going over here. Um, it, it's not really something anybody really notices because I don't like redo the background, although I, I, I plan on doing that soon. Um, but um, I think that's what it is. I just kind of like deal with it and deal with it and deal with it. And then it's just like, I'm I just like, throw the papers in the air and just like start over, you know, hope that the next earth. one gets it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I can get somebody to come in and like help me walk me through it and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, there's actually uh, this thing that I shot that I had to shave my beard for. Um, I got to meet and work with a lot of really uh, smart technical people and, and like with video stuff. So, uh, I mean, this just happened the other day. So I'm uh, I'm thinking when I do this whole thing, I might just see if one of them knows a thing or two about setting up a studio and just have them come in here and like light it and set it up and everything so that it's as easy as it is now. Cause I have it all set up. So I just press a button and all the lights come on and, yeah. and that kind of thing right now. I've just got the window, but um, it took a long time for me to like find the efficiencies to where it's like, just press a button and start talking. And then when it saves it, it saves it to a Dropbox folder and my editor takes it and it goes from there, you know? Yep. And, um, so as long as I can keep doing that, but have it look better and work better, <laughs> that'll be good. It's like finding those optimizations that just make your day. It's like the death by a thousand cuts. There's also, it also goes the other way. Finding those little optimizations mm -hmm. that take those little rough edges off, like that one button that you push and everything comes on. I've got that here too. It's like, I hit one button, my entire set turns on, cameras come on. It's just like, it, and then I just push a button and record. It sounds like a minor thing. But even though you're only saving five minutes of your day, yeah. it's like, it's a glorious five minutes <laughs> that well, I save me, every time it happens. For me, it's about like, some days you just don't feel like pressing that button. Yeah. You know? And and like any any tiny hurdle, <laughs> any, any tiny obstruction is enough to make you go, Ugh. I need some more coffee and just go do something else. So the, the, the fewer obstructions that are in the way as possible, the more you can just press a button and start talking, mm -hmm. the more likely you are, you are to do it. It's, it's kind of an excuse killer, you know, for, for me anyway, it's more of a psychological thing. It's just like clear those obstructions out and just make it as easy as possible to get started. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, it's like they say the, the, the hardest part of working out is putting your shoes on. 
you know, <laughs> like you just got to make that first step and then just let the rest take, you know, take over. But don't talk about working out. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those, the pandemic, I don't know about you, but like working from home combined right. with the pandemic, I was, I'm a string bean myself. And so it's like, I, I don't work out, but it's like during the pandemic, it got worse. Uh-huh. because it's like I wasn't even going out in the world because everything was shut down. And so I started exercising and I felt better about myself. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm exercising every day. I fell off that wagon like six months ago and it's just like, you know, I just start that back up again. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start it tomorrow. It's been six months. It's, it's so much easier to not work out than to work out. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, got too, I got too much stuff to do. I, I look at this to-do list. I can't I can't do that. Yeah. Um, well, it was the opposite for me. The the only thing that has worked to keep me regularly going into the gym is to work out with a trainer. It's expensive. I'm sore all the time. They kick my ass, but, um, I guess it's that accountability thing. I don't know. And it's the fact that you've paid for it. So you're just wasting your money if you don't go do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Mondays and Wednesday mornings. So I'm still a little sweaty from, from this morning, but, um, it's it's the only thing that's worked for me, and it's and it's I don't even want to think about how much I have to spend to do it. But <laughs> but like over the pandemic, I the whole reason I got my little Apple Watch was I was like that whole Apple Fitness thing on the Apple mm-hmm. TV, yep. um, and I did that as much as possible. But if I don't if I don't have that regular like plan around this kind of thing, you know, then it yeah. won't happen. It's almost like we're kind of we keep dancing around this like getting things done kind of topic <laughs> like mental yeah. health but it's like I, i'm for me it's like i i got in this routine of like every every other day at eight o'clock in the morning i would do exercise and mm-hmm. then it's like as i've been growing my team some of my teams around the world and it's like the only time i can meet with some of these people is at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and suddenly it was like oh great now the time i was exercising has to be taken up by this meeting guess i don't need to exercise oh, well. anymore yeah oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the whole mental health aspect of this that I still struggle with the staying on top of things, to-do lists, optimizing my workflow and mm-hmm. trying not to lose my mind. It's, it's the, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. It's funny. I think you're right. We are kind of dancing around that quite a bit. Yeah. And I, and I think that's one of those unspoken things about doing this that, that, that a lot of people don't know about going into just like, mm-hmm. cause you're always on a deadline. Always, yes. always, always, always on a deadline. And that yeah. takes its toll after a while. Yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want to name him because I, what I'm about to say, but it's like a good friend of mine. I've actually gotten really close to another YouTuber who is fairly new and his channel has been growing like crazy. And he is like on a hamster wheel that he's like running on a hamster wheel where I'm strolling on a hamster wheel. He's like running Yeah, and he's constantly butting up against like burnout and just being like, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like talking him off a ledge and helping him to kind of re kind of center himself so that he can keep going at it again and trying to improve and make his process better. Yeah. But it's, it's just interesting how like, this is not a career I expected I would be doing. This is not a career. I don't think many people would expect to be doing. <laughs> it's a career that didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's something that is incredibly emotionally draining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but whoever he is, it's, it's a learning process. I mean, I certainly burn myself out. I mean, my God, I, I earlier on, like early on, I, I, uh, 
I want to say I, I stopped maybe three or four times. I would do it for a few months and then just like couldn't handle it anymore and would stop. Mm-hmm. Having a team helps. Yeah. Because when you're just doing everything, it's just it's just impossible. And I mean, I, I couldn't still do all this by myself anymore. Oh, neither could I. It, it, it terrifies me to think I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> so what does yeah. your team look like? Oh, my team is... Uh, I have a couple of... People that do some research for me. <laughs> a leaf blew by outside. Sorry. Well, I have a I have a couple of people to do research for me. I have um, I just recently hired kind of a lead writer because um, I was the lead writer. I had people doing writing for me, but then I was still finishing out the scripts. And it's like at this point, it's like I need the help. So I hired a lead yeah. writer. I have two video editors. Uh, so there's like there's a, there's a team of like seven of us that produce okay. every video that yeah. comes out. So it's it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. The the writer thing I identify with that quite a bit. I I haven't hired a lead writer for the very reason that you're just talking about. Like I, I'm I'm flirting with the idea. Um. So I have three writers, and they. They, I kind of, I do the outline. I kind of do some preliminary research, and I say like, this is how, this is the story here. Here's the narrative how I want it to go, mm-hmm. and um, and then they take it. They do the heavy research. They kind of write it out, and then I take it and I do the Joe pass, and yeah. that includes writing the intro and the sponsor read and all that. And then I just kind of like put it in my voice. <clears throat> and I love my writers. They do a great job. Nobody's really quite nailed my voice though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not even fair to ask them to, because I can't even verbalize what my voice is. You know, it's just how I think, you know. Yeah. Um, so I usually take it and depending on the script, sometimes sometimes I can blow right through it and, and do a, a, a final pass in just a couple hours, maybe a few hours. Some of them I kind of have to start over from the beginning and just like rework it. And a lot of times it's like, I had this idea for the outline and how it would work. And then they go back and they, they give me all the information. It's like, oh, that doesn't actually work. So let's re, re you know, so I just kind of have to start over and redo it and kind of take what they gave me and do some reconfiguring and whatnot. So I still haven't gotten that part down and I need to make it faster. That's been mm-hmm. like the biggest struggle that I've had throughout this whole time. Like I've got writers, they do a great job, but maybe it's a perfectionist in me. And I get a little bit like, people watch the videos from for me you know yeah yeah and so i I have to give them as much of me as i can (laughs) and make sure and get that right because that's that's the sauce and i'm i'm really nervous about handing the sauce over to somebody else or not getting enough butter and how far can i take this metaphor um (laughs) but you know what i'm saying it's not something i've been able to just hand over to anybody yet I mean, it's the same thing with me. It's the same thing. It's like, I, I got to do a mat pass. Like there's bad puns I add, there's intros, <laughs> stuff like There's like things I do to my scripts to make it me. And I, I also inject some of my own opinions to make yeah. sure that it's all in there. But it's like, that is, I don't think that's ever going to go away for me. But there are like, for me, I had a group of writers, like three or four people I would bounce around between. And they all have slightly different voices and none of them have been able, ever able to nail my voice. So mm-hmm. some of them require more rework than others. And so it's like by hiring a lead writer, I'm hoping I can train somebody to get 90% of my voice yeah. so that they can take random scripts from other people and do that polish pass. And then I'm just coming in there and laying it, layering in a few bad puns 
my own <laughs> opinions. It's like, I'm just trying to lessen how much stress it is. Cause I don't want to do complete rewrites because I've had to do complete rewrites too. It's like yeah. all the information's there, but it's all in a wrong order and it doesn't make sense. And there's, it doesn't hold together. So I have to kind of do a rewrite. That's what I'm trying to get away from because mm-hmm. it sucks up a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. Um, were you really, uh, did you do a lot of writing before YouTube? Uh, not in my day job, but my undergrad degree is in communications. It was part of the English okay. department. So I did a lot of writing, okay. like te- technical writing and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I mean, my background was, I've been writing movie screenplays since I was 15 years old, just for fun. And then got got paid for some a little bit there. But, um, and I, I worked as a copywriter for 15 years at, you know, in an ad agency and stuff. So like, writing is kind of second nature to me it's kind of what i do mm-hmm. it, it's my strength i would put it that way i think that's my strength so it's it's really hard for me to completely hand that over to somebody else and and every once in a while i'll 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 just bang one out myself because it's just like i have this thread in my mind it might be a little bit more opinion than 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 research and fact and stuff but it's like here's yeah. my hot take on it or whatever and i just kind of like like sometimes i've got to get it out <laughs> and then i'm like okay yeah. this is okay yeah let's just do this and i'll just throw it up there um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's why I'm less, less comfortable handing it off to somebody like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a creative writing background. My brother is the creative writer. He's actually an author, but okay. for me, I'm, I'm very comfortable writing, but it's just one of those, it's still kind of, it's draining and takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like when I'm, if I sit down to edit a video, I can do that. Like like without batting an eye. Mm. And after it's all done, I don't feel drained. But if I spend a few hours doing writing, it's like, it's not that it's hard. When I'm done, I'm just kind of like, woo, I am spent. Like my, oh, really? okay. I'm just spent. Yeah, it's like, I just end up in a place where it's just like, I just need to check out because my brain feels a little fried. So kind of getting back into habits and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm all about the flow state. The problem is I don't hit a flow state till like, 1230 at night. You're a night owl. I am a night owl, but I think that's, if I could find like, that's, that's what I need. I need to find a hack for getting into the flow state. And Uh I know that there are ways to do that. Um, One of the things that I'll do just to, I mean, this is just brute force trying to make myself get there is I'll, I'll set a timer. I actually live and breathe by timers these days. Like, um, I'll, I'll sit, I'll, I'll have a task list for the day and mm-hmm. I'll give myself like 30 minutes for this an hour for that. And sometimes it's like, just write on this script for an hour, you yeah. know, you don't have to finish it. You don't have to, there's no specific goal of getting it done. Just work on it for an hour, you know, um, just to make sure I get something done on it. But, um, I I'll, I'll do, I guess they call it the Pomodoro technique, which is technically 20 minutes and then five minutes of break. I think that's actual Pomodoro, but I do like 10 and two. So I'll, I'll set a timer for 10 minutes because you can do anything for 10 minutes. You know, yeah. that's yeah. a small amount of time. Uh, w- whenever your brain gets a little ADD and you start thinking about something else, I'll, I'll even sometimes like keep a, a notepad and it's like, okay, uh, re- you know, search for this dumb cheers clip that you remember from a kid that for some reason now you just have to watch, you know, and then like get back into it. Right. But, um, but 10 minutes and then take a two minute break and then 10 minutes and then take a two minute break. And I just do that until I find that, that thing that my brain is just like on fire 
mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, I got it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't want to step away. You don't want to take a break. And right. I'm just going for hours after that. And for some reason, most of the time when I really get into that state, it's like really late at night. And I wind up staying up to like three or four in the morning, just like banging it all oh, out. Man. This episode is also brought to you by Kinker Boy. So this might be a little personal, maybe a little uncomfortable to talk about, but some people, you might be one of them, get canker sores. Not to be confused with cold sores or fever blisters, those things that cluster around your lips. That's something else. That's that's herpes simplex. Canker sores are on the inside of your mouth. They're round, they're red, and they make eating an orange feel like you stabbed yourself in the head with a lightsaber. They're super painful, and they can swell up to the point that you can't even talk sometimes. Most of you probably don't get them regularly, but for those who do, uh, yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. So this is something I've suffered with my whole life. It's a family thing, but along the way, I did stumble across a solution that actually helps, and that's called Canker Boy. It's a vitamin supplement that you take once a day, and it helps keep down your body's overproduction of an inflammatory cytokine that's the root cause of these recurring canker sores. It's been on the market for about five years now. There's a ton of positive testimonials on Amazon. Everybody's different, so your results may vary, but most people do experience a reduction in the number and severity of their ulcers within two to six weeks. So if you're one of the poor souls who deal with recurring canker sores, it can't hurt to give it a try. Just go to cankerboy.com, that's C-A-N-K-E-R-B-O-Y.com. There you'll find a link to buy it on Amazon, but we also have it as a subscription. And if you sign up using the code CONVERSATIONS, you'll get 60% off your first two months supply. There's also plenty more information there if you still have questions. So once again, it's cankerboy.com. Go check it out and live life pain-free. Now back to the show. But but I love I love that feeling. I love that like when the creative juices are just flying and like you're literally my hands can't keep up with my brain. Oh you yeah. Know? That's that's the that's the stuff. I just wish I could get to that a lot easier and I could get out of it. <laughs> you know. And the opposite, I'm a morning person. So it's like my clearest thinking is in the first half of the day. Mm. So it's like, I will never even try to write a script or anything like that in the afternoon because that's where my brain's already starting to go to sleep and kind of check out. So okay. it's like the worst time to do it. My brother has done techniques like what you're talking about where he'll, he'll like every morning I'm going to write 30 minutes. You know, I'm going to do this like in a very specific sequence to make sure he's getting into that state mm-hmm. and getting, being productive. And one of the things that I can't believe he did this. He, he has a, one of his published novels, he wrote on his phone, on the train, on his commute, on a phone. Like, not all like, at once. No, it was like every morning, you know, he's oh, on a okay. train. Yeah, yeah. New- he lives in New York City, so he's on a commute for like half an hour on the train. He'd sit down with his phone and he'd be on, on the commute, pecking out like on it with his thumbs, just like however many paragraphs he could get. Mm-hmm. And then he'd go to work, he'd come home on the commute home, he'd do the same thing on the way back home. And over like six months, he wrote a novel. <laughs> that is that is the greatest ad for commuter trains I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Send that to Jason Slaughter at not just bikes. I think that would that would really sell. <laughs> that no, that's awesome though. Yeah. And I couldn't do that. I could Sometimes not I miss when I was, you know, right out of college and I had really shitty, you know, retail jobs and stuff like that. And I'm just standing around all day long because I would just constantly come up with ideas or mentally going through some screenplay that I had in mind and stuff. And then I would get home and it was just like, I had to get all this out. And, ah, and I would just like go to town and be up till late night, late at night. But, um, it is kind of a, one of those things. It's like, don't, don't, what do they say? Don't turn your passion into a job because then it's like work. Yeah. So I do sometimes feel that way about YouTube because suddenly writing is like what I have to do. And it's like, you have to do it. And you know, um, 
and I, I do miss just kind of like following creative threads and, and not having like a deadline you're always trying to, to meet or whatever. But Are you doing that more? Because I know you're doing getting back into that screenplay writing because you're, you, do, you do those uh, productions every year now, right? Uh, like the, the short films or, or the yeah, yeah, intro sketches yeah. and stuff? Yeah, stuff like that. You're doing that more, right? I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what this was about. Um, <laughs> the shaving. So, yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you what it was. Um, okay. So, um, this buddy of mine, uh, well, actually, he was, he, was the last, he was the last guest on the podcast. <laughs> um, his name is Damien, but um, he and I have known each other for a long time. He's, an, he's a filmmaker, producer type, you know, and um, we had kind of lost touch over the pandemic. And then we, we got back together and... Um, he lost his parents recently. So I was like, let's get, let's get some coffee. Let's catch up. I want to, you know, be there for you and stuff. So anyway, we, we got together and, and we start talking and catching up and everything. And, and we were both just kind of talking about like, I just want to shoot something really cool. Cause I mean, not to say that the YouTube isn't cool, but it's kind of, it's kind of the thing now. And I, I want to kind of step outside of that and do something a little bit fancier and more professional or whatever. And, um, and he was like, yeah, me too. I was wanting to get, you know, so, um, cause he, he does a lot of like commercial and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just sort of like social work for, for like companies and nonprofits and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, that's kind of how it all got started. And I was like, well, you know, there's a few ideas I've been sitting on for a while. And, and this one particular one, it's, um, kind of like a music video or it's a short film set to music anyway. And, um, it all takes place in a restaurant, just a couple sitting at a table. There's no dialogue or anything, so no sound to worry about. It's just like told through their their looks and motions. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to verbalize, but it, it will make sense when it when people see it. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, a long time ago, I had like storyboarded it and did a little like animatic where it's like set to the song and and uh, and I, I I had a few different ideas and I threw it at him and I, I was like, oh, there's this thing, and he was like, that, let's do that yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, okay. And that was like three months ago. That's that idea has been in my head for 10 years. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. So like three months ago, we talked about it and we shot it on Monday. See, to me, (laughs) come right back to the mental health thing. It's like, that feels like something you need to do more. It's like, you need to be doing more of that. Not under a schedule, just like whenever fancy, whenever you can Mm -hmm. catch that imagination of coming up with an idea, just do it. And honestly, I don't even know what we're going to do with it. It, it might be a festival thing. Um, I, I'm sure I'll share it somewhere on YouTube eventually, but I, I don't have rights to the song right now. I, I mean, I'll, I'll get them, you know, mm-hmm. I'll spend a little money for it. But um, I am just so thankful that the YouTube channel is at a place where I can spend some money on something like that. And I did mm-hmm. spend some money on it. <laughs> um, and actually the, uh, uh the, the experience of shooting it and so like it was just monday when we shot it today's wednesday so yesterday i was kind of like post game in my head kind of like thinking it all through mm-hmm. and i mean this was a professional thing there was an art department there was a camera department makeup department um there was probably 20 25 people on this set wow it was a whole thing and it, and it looks amazing like this this is easily the best looking stuff that i've ever directed um, and, uh, a friend of mine, Lena, who 
is in Snowpiercer. Like she's a Tony Award winning actress that I've somehow become friends with. Like she came in and did it with me, and so okay, she's I on need, screen. I need to see this. I need this. I need to edit this. So it, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like it took all day yesterday just to get it on a hard drive. It's like 350 gigs of footage. What did you film it on? Like, what was the uh... with the camera? Like, was it red? Was it like a red camera? Shooting? It wasn't red. It was a FX9, but we had like cinema lenses okay. and and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But okay. Um, but uh, no. Anyway, no. So like, kind of again, post game yesterday, I was like, it's really cool because like all those people that were there got paid. And mm-hmm. I was able to pay them. Um, thank you, YouTube, for allowing me to be able to do that. And yeah. and I was like, that that's that's just the coolest thing in the world that like all these people could come out, got paid to do a day's work. Um, I got to meet a lot of really great talented people behind the camera and stuff. And uh, you know, we can we can do something later on again. I can have a little team for like productions like that. I would love to do that maybe once a quarter or something just do like some really big, like cool production like that. And, and just maybe it goes somewhere. Maybe it doesn't, it doesn't really even matter, but it like, it, 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 it's that's like you said, that sort of spiritual mental health thing of like getting out something really cool and creative. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of work. It was really stressful, (laughs) but, but, um, yeah, it's, it's almost more of a community thing. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm just so thankful that I can do that. Yeah. And that, that, you know, I was able to put some money in some people's pockets and, and, um, get something really cool made out of it. I think, I think a lot of the people around here, this is Dallas, there's a lot of really talented video and filmmaker people, but 99% of the work is like commercial and industrial stuff. That's it. It's just, it's, they say, do, do, do one for the meal, one for the real kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's all meal here. It's all just like stuff you get paid for and you gotta do it, but they're all really super talented and I gave them a real <laughs> project. Right. And they're right. like, Oh yeah, we can we can really sink our teeth into this and really do something fun and and they all just seem to enjoy it and it was anyway. It was well, it was hope, a good I, experience. I hope you can do this more. And I, I do. Yeah. And I wanna see what you created, but it's it's also like it'd be great if you could do this several times a year. I, I will say yeah. as doing what we do. I'm in, I'm in a similar position where I feel privileged because I have access to people and companies and yeah. things I would never have access to just as a regular schmo. <laughs> and so it's like, I, I do not take that for granted at all. And it's like, I, I'm trying to take advantage of that in a way that I can share with others. Um, I've noticed you're doing a lot more interviews on your, on your videos now. Yeah. Which That's is great. Things- and I need to be doing more yeah. of that. I need to be taking more advantage of that, but. Yeah, it's like I get access to talk to these people, these companies. It's like I should do something with this. It's yeah. like I should talk to these people and share what they know and what their their knowledge with everybody else because mm-hmm. I'm learning from them. Might as well share it with everybody else. No, I just saw the Fusion video. That was this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I just released it. Yep. You just released it. Um, yeah, you had like four, three, three or four different people from these companies that are working on it. I was like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get it this, right That from video. Them. That video has been a long work in progress because it's like I've been talking to people for months and months about stuff like this. So mm-hmm. this was a, <laughs> a a topic that isn't completely doesn't fit like a it's like a round peg square hole for my channel a little bit, but it's a so. topic it's a topic I'm very passionate about and very interested in. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I, I was going to make it no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I was curious like 
you just mentioned you spent like months working on that. Like, is that typical for, for your videos? Like, okay. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm about to ask you a question that people always <laughs> ask me and I hate it when they ask me. So I apologize ahead of time, but like, uh, like what, what is the cadence and like, how long does it take from the shooting to getting it out kind of thing? Cause like, I know that by the time my videos come out, mm -hmm. I'm like three videos down. I'm already like working three videos ahead at least. So I, I barely even remember what's in it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so I get yeah. all these comments and people are like, why did you say this? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. That no, was, that for, was the old me. For, for me, it's like when I finish recording like my part and then it goes into the, the hopper of my process, it's usually like three or four weeks later that it goes public. So it's like, it's a, yeah. Okay. We're, we're working ahead. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely sometimes wow, you're, it's way, down, you're way more ahead than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it do, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it is down to the wire mm -hmm. on some videos, but uh, most of the time I'm trying to be three weeks or so ahead That's good. of w what's actually launching. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's like it comes out, and it's almost like I have to almost rewatch it myself. Of like, wait, what? What did I say in this video? <laughs> yeah, like I'm seeing comments, and I'm like, wait, what did I, did I say that? Oh wait, I did say that. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite is when people uh, correct you and like, you need to put this in there. It's like, tell me how I'm gonna do that. The video's already out. What am I supposed to, how am I going to fix What? Tell me this magic that you speak of where I can go in and change the video once it's on YouTube. One of my favorites is you forgot to talk about X. Oh, you forgot and, this. And, yeah. And they'll name a company or they'll name a technology. <clears throat> and it's, and it's one of those, no, I didn't forget. I deliberately left it out because this is a 12 minute video or a 15 minute <laughs> video. It's like, we can't, we can't put everything in there. <laughs> So we're getting into the comments now. Okay. So, uh, but no, the forgot thing, I, I get that all the time. It's, there's, there's some, there, there's an implication of negligence or failure yeah. on your part that you yeah. didn't say the thing that they're interested in. Yes. You know, I really think that some people are just, they expect you to repeat their thoughts back to them verbatim. Yes. And if you don't, you have failed in some way. Exactly. Or they're upset about it. You know? I, I don't, forgot I don't, you forgot thing that always i don't mind the comment at all it's just the delivery it's like yeah like you said it's it's not that i forgot i made a choice to leave that out yeah. because it was off topic it would have opened a rabbit hole that would have gone mm -hmm. off on a tangent i left it out deliberately you could have just said hey did you consider x you mm -hmm. know what i mean like you don't have to say you forgot it's like no i didn't forget and sometimes <laughs> Sometimes I just didn't see it in my research. I didn't come across it. You that, know, it does and, it does happen too. And and it's it's like you don't have to say you forgot. You just say, "There's also this." Yes. And for that, I'm like, absolutely. Please share that. That's the conversation that I want to get started and everything. You know, that that's fine. But this is like, well, I'm thinking this, and you didn't say it, so you failed. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I ruined your day by not saying exactly what you're thinking. On that note, there mm -hmm. was something I wanted to kind of like have a conversation with you about because um, you and I do a similar kind of thing where we talk about sort of future technologies that are currently in the baby stage or in the prototype stage, right? Yes, yes. I don't debunk things. First of all, I don't assume I know enough to no. debunk it. I'm fine with just like sort of bringing this out and talking about it. And if other people want to debate the merits of it, cool. That That's Let's start the conversation. That's what it's all about. Everything has to start somewhere. Let it develop. <laughs> you know, let them work on it. Yeah. Not everything is a scam. 
not this everything will, oh, is the meant. word oh the word scam gets used way too much yes it's way thrown around much. way too much not everything needs to be debunked and I, I'm with you. It's like my my videos are not meant to be the definitive source on a topic. It's meant to be a conversation starter. Yeah. Get in the comments yeah. and debate it out. Point out things that you think should have been talked about in the video of like, I think X, Y, or Z and throw out your facts, Absolutely. throw out your data. That's fun. That's the whole point of my videos. Yeah. I've never debunked. I've never said this this technology is, is the thing. I've never said it's not the thing. It's mm -hmm. like, I just want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's very frustrating because it's a very pes for me. It's a very pessimistic way to live your life, and yeah. I'm I'm a optimistic guy. I I I get excited by the ingenuity of and the brilliance of these engineers and scientists and physicists that are doing things and solving problems that seemed unsolvable. Yeah, and it's so inspiring to me. To, to watch them do this and see what they're doing. And they're at the baby stages, like it's in the research lab. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you, from the sidelines, from your armchair quarterbacking of this topic, mm -hmm. debunk it? It's like, no, you can't. It's like, just yeah. shut up, just yeah. shut up. Yeah. Let this thing flourish. It may not go anywhere. That's totally fine. It might not go anywhere, but they might find something else. Yes. That has a trickle down effect or a, yes. a, a, a offshoot or whatever. Um, you never know where things might lead. And think about all the things that we rely on that like make our world work right now. Yeah. That if somebody in the earliest days was like, this will never work, telephones, <laughs> you know? Because yes. there were people that did that. There were people that said the automobiles would never work because horses are so much better for this reason and that reason or whatever. There, there was always been naysayers. Or and, planes couldn't fly or land. Or planes or, couldn't know. fly. Like a lot of the stuff that we talk about Maybe the majority of the stuff that we talk about might not go anywhere, mm -hmm. but some of it is going to change the world. Yep. I mean, I think that's that's something else that comes with age, being crabby about computer and technology, but also like understanding that that um, there, everything started somewhere. I mean, I remember when cell phones were like these giant bricks that you only had like an hour of talk time and stuff, and and um, of course there were people back then that thought that that was ridiculous. But yeah. here we are now, you know. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you don't know where things are gonna go. And anyway, yeah, it's, it's preaching to the choir. Yeah, it, it's it's also on comments. I get there's a lot of comments along those same lines on some of these videos of it's never gonna happen, mm -hmm. or this is such a scam. It's it's BS, or just another thing that's never gonna turn out to be. Like we hear about these battery breakthroughs. It's like enough with the battery breakthroughs. I'm still waiting for my flying car. It's like mm -hmm. those kind of things. Mm -hmm. That mentality, once again, it's like, it's so, it's an anathema to me. It's like, I can't understand it because I, I I look at the world in such a different way. It's like, it's it's surprising to me. It's like, I'm in awe of the engineering and the, yeah. the thinking behind this. Whether it goes anywhere or not, it's like, it, and such brilliant people are working on this stuff. It's worth talking about and exploring and seeing where it goes. And I want to revisit these topics and seeing how it turns out. So it's like, I don't understand the whole mentality. It seems so pessimistic and so, um, like everything's a scam. I just don't get it. Why, why would you want to live in a world like that where you look yeah. at everything? So like the skepticism is like ratcheted up to 11. Yeah. Well, unfortunately there are things like Theranos 
that are apps that absolutely turned out to yes. be something like that. And so I think to a lot of people, that's the perfect example of where a lot of this stuff is and what they're trying to do. Uh, we're going to claim that it's this technology and get all this investor money and then go live in the Bahamas somewhere or something. Yes. Um, not to say that doesn't happen. And, and on one hand, I'm like, we we do need some some skeptics out there that can like mm -hmm. point out because, you know, you do have to look out for that kind of thing. But there are certain people who have like made their entire personas around that and um, profited and, profited themselves off of that mentality quite a bit. Yeah. And, and, critic and criticize people like myself for being overly optimistic when you look at he who should not be named. Uh, <laughs> and all it is is debunked. It's like it's the it's like what I, I get accused of is ex you're doing the exact thing. Yeah. Flipped. From it's like it's side. like it's, it's like Bizarro Land. It's like, you know, Bizarro Superman. It's kind of like it's yeah. just the flip side of the same thing. So it's like what you're criticizing. You're doing exactly what you're criticizing, which is well, I, the yeah. irony is is hysterical to me. That's <laughs> not being recognized. Yeah. But yeah. But healthy um, skepticism is a good thing. I do. Yeah, there is yeah, a balance absolutely, there. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so yes. There's the part of me. It's like you need that side. Yes, you do. You do yes, need you it. Yes. I'm not saying it doesn't have any value, but yeah. I but the word yeah the word scam just gets thrown around way too much. Like if somebody's making money on something, it's now just assumed it's a scam. Yep. Um, so I, I think, you know, this, but I have a little vitamin supplement that I sell. I have a little side business, which I never talk about on my channel. I'm not like Alex Jones or something, but like, um, but it's a thing and it helps people and it helped me. And, um, and it's only a couple of ingredients. It's a very simple thing. And I had one time somebody say that it was a scam because you can buy those ingredients separately. And I'm like, okay, well, you can buy all the ingredients to make a burger. Does that make McDonald's a scam? <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean... Exactly. Just because somebody's making money at something, and I'm not making much money. Actually, I'm not hardly making any money on that anymore. But um, anyway. Well, it's, 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 it's tied back to solar for a quick second. Mm -hmm. on my solar, whenever I've talked about my solar panels in my house, I always get comments of people saying, like, solar installers are a scam. They're just out to make, you know, get a buck. You can do it. You can do it yourself. And my response oh, is always, oh, okay. I'd, I don't want to be climbing up on my roof <laughs> dealing with electrical stuff, which I have no experience with. Yeah. Why would I not hire a professional who does this for a living and let them do it right? It's like, <laughs> I have no problem with them making a profit. That's why I'm hiring them. It's like, yeah. it, it does, it does, that mentality doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah. I mean, any home contractor for that matter would be it's a scam any 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 landscaper you can mow the lawn yourself scam exactly it's a service yes it's just a service it's not a scam you're actually getting something for it yeah we're on the same page there um actually so on the on the fusion videos i'm kind of jumping ship here but uh actually i was i was wondering about this because I saw somebody make the argument that the biggest problem with uh, not even fusion, but like uh, nuclear fission, like traditional nuclear reactors, is that they cost so much to build that you could easily set up a solar and storage platform mm -hmm. that would cost less money. Like the, yep. the, the cost of solar and, and battery storage or all those other, you know, uh, pumped hydro and all that kind of thing. Like it's, it's less than 
fusion or I keep saying fusion, but like nuclear. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that really, it's, I find that very interesting that, uh, like, I think people don't understand how much cheaper renewables have gotten over the years. It's dramatically cheaper. Yeah. And so, so I mean, especially the, I guess, coal and fossil fuel defenders, they, they think the same thing. And it's like, actually it's, it's, it's pure economics. It's really, it's, it's really not some like woke green energy thing anymore. It's, it's literally just cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> like all, all the people I've spoken to at different energy companies um, and utilities and things like that over the years, they all say the same thing of like, they always say, you know, we're concerned about going green and blah, 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 blah. But it always comes back to it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And so it's like money, sadly, makes the world go round. Utilities yeah. are going to go this direction because it's going to save them money. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it doesn't have to be a big green agenda. It's It's just the smart play. Yeah. There's a reason why we're not doing coal as much here in the United States because uh, solar, even natural gas is like dramatically cheaper than coal. Yeah. The reason coal is dying is because it's, it's too expensive. Yeah. But it's, but yeah, it, it's interesting. And it's actually to see how, being like, subsidized to save jobs now. And it's like, exactly. Yeah. All the things that they're accusing the renewables of, which they, they did take subsidies. Of course it was a, a burgeoning, you know, field, but there's a, there's a lady, Debbie Dunning or something like that. I remember her name had two D's in it, but she's a very right wing conservative Republican. I think she's even like a kind of a MAGA person at this point, but, but like she came out in favor of, of renewables and was like a big proponent of renewables kind of against the people in her own community and in her own party and stuff. Um, For that reason, she's like, no, it's just the economics of it. It's just Mm -hmm. cheaper. It's just better. And, and she was going around making that argument. And I was like, good for you. Cause she probably didn't make a lot of friends doing that. No, you know, amongst her own group. But, um, but that was actually years ago when she was first doing that. And I think, I think it's, I think a lot of, uh, people are turning for that reason. It's just kind of becoming more obvious. But you still get a lot of arguments that are coming from ideology, not common sense. Yeah. There's still enough of that. Yeah. Anyway. I just found that really interesting that like uh, the, the the traditional argument against nuclear is about nuclear waste and all that kind of stuff. And it might just be an economic thing. <laughs> it is it's way more expensive to build a nuclear power plant than people think. Yeah. Like you you look at the, the LCOE of all these different systems and like, holy cow, nuclear is very expensive. Yeah. And so when people are saying, just go nuclear, what, you want to waste a lot of money? It's like we we could build this cheaper and get the same result. I'm not anti-nuclear. Either um, I. The, the people who make the argument that it needs to be part of the mix, I I actually do agree with that. Um, and I'm really excited about things like you know small modular reactors and that kind of thing. I've, I've done videos on that. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find it interesting that like <laughs> that the renewables have gotten so cheap that it's kind of making them irrelevant a little bit or making them less relevant. Well, it's also funny that just like sports teams, how everybody has their sports team. People seem to have their uh, like energy sports teams. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like on, I'll put out a video on like on solar and somebody will just write, go nuclear, just go nuclear in the comments. It's like, <laughs> really? Like it, yeah, like it's a sport. <laughs> go nuclear. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. People get tribal about literally anything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. 
Um, well, I'll tell you what, we've been going for a while now. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but uh, is there anything anything else that you were like, I can't see this on my channel, but I'm going to sink Joe with it. <laughs> no, nothing nothing popping into mind. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, dude, I'm, I'm super happy that your channel's done so well lately. Um, I, uh, uh, it's, yeah. It, it's always cool to see somebody that, because uh, um, I, I mean, we first met like a long time ago and you were. Um, I was itty bitty channel. <laughs> itty bitty channel. Yeah. And I, I remember you were like surprised that I knew who you were. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen your videos, you know. It and, shocked me when you knew who I was. <laughs> isn't it wild though, when you get to a level where the people that, this sounds weird coming from me, but like maybe that you're looking up to and now you're like sort of peers with them and. I'm still, I, I still do that a lot myself. Like I, 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 you know, I'll meet a YouTuber that I've been following all this time and they know who I am and they're like talking to me and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, this is so weird. <laughs> well, I still look up to you. So just, you know. You don't have to, but yeah. I appreciate that. But it's, it's like when I saw you at that SpaceX event and you were like, Matt Farrell. And I was like, what is I remember that. Right no, you, you were you were kind of flipping out. You were like, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. it's okay, settle down, it's okay. Um, but there, I, there's a lot of small channels that I, I, um, I mean, you're not small anymore, but like small channels that are in the same space and YouTube's going to show it to you cause you're mm -hmm. into that kind of thing. And, um, and there's some that it kind of breaks my heart that just never quite get the audience for some reason. And, but they and make really great good. videos. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I see a bunch of those. I'm fan, I'm fans of some of those channels. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking when you see this person working so hard, making great content. Yeah. It just doesn't get attention. I try to call them out and give them a little bit of attention if I can. Um, and, there, and there have been some that just kind of gave up. And, and I get it. It's it's so frustrating when you just are putting your heart and soul into it and it just never quite gets any traction. It's I, I get it, but it's a shame because yeah. there's a lot of good people out there doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Or they just find that their heart's not in it. It's not for everybody, for sure. Yeah. But, anyway, but I'm glad you stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. and i'm still doing it any any big plans for the next year on the channel or anything like that um not really i might be starting another channel i'm probably gonna be starting another channel so you got the podcast i've got i've got two podcasts one with ricky <laughs> uh no that one's actually we put that on the shelf because the two of us were like so crazy oh, okay. busy. Yeah, that I it know was, it was too like, much yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, I think I you know that with yeah. uh, <laughs> you, that, yeah. you know how that goes. Yeah, but the the other two show the two shows I do with my brother and it's like on a Sunday afternoon the two of us just chat for a couple okay. hours and cool. it's recorded as two different shows. But I'm I'm I want to talk about smart home stuff and consumer electronic stuff more, which I used to do on my main channel, uh -huh. like when I first started it. I want to start that back up again. So it's like I need a place to like your TMI channel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I just need a place to put stuff that doesn't really belong mm -hmm. undecided. So I'm probably going to be spinning something up at some point soon. Okay. Is the podcast the to be decided or TBD? Or? Still, still TBD. Still TBD. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's a follow-up podcast to undecided. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind but of the same thing that I do with TMI these days. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Sean and I just talk about the comments on the video. That's basically what we did. We used that as a starting point <laughs> for what we talk about. I've done a few of those. I, I, I did do a video a long time ago where I was like reading negative comments just to have fun with it. <laughs> All that did was encourage people to write, write more negative yeah. comments. Yeah, you gotta be then, careful. Hey, maybe he'll read my comment on the air. So, okay. 
that wasn't the point. But, well, um, I'll let you go, but uh, I'm glad we got a chance to do this because uh, I always like talking to you, and now we have it recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Content. We have, proof, we have proof that we talked. That's right. <laughs> well, good luck with your home. I'd love to hear all the updates for it and everything. I'm, I'm sure... Uh, I'm, I'm curious when it will get to be overwhelmingly too much happening all at once for you. Oh, you'll probably hear about it on Twitter and on, <laughs> I'll probably make a YouTube short of me panicking. So it's like, there'll be stuff about that out there. Whatever Twitter winds up being by then. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, let's, let's not open that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's, that's a can yeah. of worms we don't want to open right now. Mm, yummy yeah. worms. Yeah. Anyway, well, cool, man. Uh, I appreciate this. And uh, anybody listening who is not following Matt's channel, go check it out. Because he's awesome. Thank you very much, and, Joe. Uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, that was a lot of fun. Always good to catch up with Matt. If you don't follow Matt's channel, well, your life is incomplete. What are you doing with yourself? Just search for Undecided with Matt Farrell on the old YouTubes and check him out. It's a good show. If you like my channel, I really do think you'll enjoy it. Now, before you go, um, since I'm apparently selling my wares here today, um, you always see me in these nerdy t-shirts on the show. Well, you might as well know that uh, all those shirts are for sale at my store, answerswithjoe.com slash store. Uh, there's branded shirts with my logo on them. There's also posters, mugs, stickers, a lot of different fun and nerdy designs that have nothing to do with my logo, uh, but, you know, might make a good gift for someone, you know, since it's that time of year. Plus, it supports the channel. So, uh, yeah, do go check it out. It's answerswithjoe.com slash store. Have fun. This episode was produced by Kimmy Britt, edited by Bray Brown. I'm Joe Scott. You can find me at Answers with Joe pretty much everywhere on the socials. Of course, my YouTube channel is Answers with Joe. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, please do share this if you thought it was interesting. And a nice review on whatever podcast player you're using right now really does go a long way. But until next time, thanks. Have a good one. Now go out there and start some conversations of your own. Take care.